When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Picks it up. Clock starts. 11 seconds. Salas across the timeline. Pitch it back. Strawther. Deep three from the top of the key. Got it! Oh, he hit it! Strawther from the top. Seven seconds left. Campbell on the run. Into the front court. Drives the right side. Stripped away. Strawther's got it. Fouled with 1.1 to go. The Vegas native pulls up from deep and puts Gonzaga in the lead. Uh, that's Westwood One NCAA Radio Network is Gonzaga. Did it with style points and dramatics over UCLA to get back to the Elite Eight. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Uh, we're about, I don't know, two and a half hours from uh, tipping off the rest of the Sweet 16 slate. The NCAA tournament, it's Aaron Goldhammer and uh, ESPN Cleveland and Randy Scott here in Bristol, by the way, filling in for the guys. This NCAA tournament hammer has... Just continued to deliver what it lacked maybe in the first round in dramatics. There were upsets, but some of them were going away. Uh, It's starting to pay off as the class of the players has moved up. And quite frankly, as a new generation of coaches has sort of taken over. I mean, you have some old heads in Mark Few and Jim Laraniega, but and Kelvin Sampson's there as well. But this run of, you know, Princeton's here and Xavier's here. And, you know, Sean Miller's sort of a bridge between that old generation and some of the younger coaches. Seeing Rodney right. Terry, seeing what he's doing with Texas, it does feel like an influx of new blood at this stage of the tournament. You know, it's interesting. I I don't watch a ton of college basketball during the college basketball regular season. Listen, so many teams make the tournament. Our jobs, right, Randy, are so focused on football until February. And then maybe Mm -hmm. you get into it around March 1st so that you're kind of ready to fill out a bracket by the middle of March. But what you said is so true. Other than the Super Bowl and the NFL, the NCAA tournament delivers every single year as much as any other event in sports. And the cool thing is it always makes stars out of names you didn't know beforehand. I mean, who are the stars of the NFL playoffs? Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, we knew those guys, right? Who are the stars in the NBA? It's LeBron and Steph and, you know, this year Joker and Embiid and, yeah. and Jason Tatum. Who they're, all these guys are in commercials. America did not know who the heck Marquise Noel was <laughs> yesterday. Today, he is the hottest topic on every talk show. And you showed how many times on SportsCenter this oh. morning when you hosted? Did you show the highlight of him arguing with Tang and throwing the alley-oop to Johnson? Oh. You would have been proud to show that play 50 times. If CBS and Turner were a little less stingy, you know, with their with their rights usage, <laughs> yeah, that thing would still be running. It would have been on a loop. And that is, to, you know, that was the undercard, so to speak, to what we saw between UCLA and Gonzaga, where the Bruins just wouldn't go quietly. I love Jaime Hawkins Jr.'s game. I love his game. I love Tiger Campbell's game. It, it, yeah. it, it hurts me that Campbell had that key turnover at the very last opportunity for UCLA because he played such a great game. He had nine assists. That's hard 
hard to do in a college game, and and it puts into stark contrast what Marquise or what yeah, but Mar- Marquise Noel did with 19 assists and one yeah. of them that what, quote what, unquote what, trick it, play that you mentioned. It, it, sure, is the most memorable thing of the tournament so far definitely fair, uh, fairly Dickinson the 16 seed and and what has been dubbed now the greatest upset in college basketball history. Yeah, you, you, you know I wish for their sake that they had won the game like on a buzzer beater because that would have taken it to another level. (laughs) What makes App State over Michigan in football so memorable is that they blocked the field goal at the end so that we have that blocked, the kick is blocked highlight that we'll all run on every media outlet for the rest of our lives and remember forever. (laughs) You know, they, shout out to Fairleigh Dickinson. They straight up just went and won that game. And it wasn't even by the time it got to the end. I mean, Matt Painter was drawing up a play with half a second to go down by five. So I'm not sure there was that one moment, but just the overall accomplishment of pulling that off, I think, is going to be difficult to top at any point during these three weeks. It was. I'm thinking back to obviously UMBC over UVA and what did make Fairleigh Dickinson more dramatic and more memorable is the fact that they didn't run away and hide from Purdue uh-huh. the way the Terriers did from the Cavaliers back then. I mean, they thumped him yeah. by 20. They had a 20-point lead for the entirety of the second half. This win, though, late. It was after midnight, the Gonzaga win over UCLA. Tremendous final plays at the end of this thing where they. Pl- I appreciated, Aaron, that they played through it. You know, Strother hits the three, and then UCLA doesn't call a timeout. They just I'm inbound out. it yeah. and go, you know? And yeah. and that yeah. led to the, the increased dr- you know drama of the moment. But Drew Timmy has been in plenty of these wars with Gonzaga. He's a senior. He's one of the guys who feels like he played with John Stockton. He's been there so long, and he was trying <laughs> to describe this win over for UCLA. One shining moment. I think that's the best way to describe it. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Julian, man, he just just took on all of, all of GU and just buttered that thing. I mean, I can't even really describe what he just did. It's crazy. It's it's just like that Jalen shot, man. But uh, it's crazy. I can't even really describe it. I'm I'm not speechless too much, and I'm pretty speechless after that. I mean, but I am the number one Julian Strother fan forever now. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what will stick with me forever about that shot, Randy, is it came after a huge, huge collapse. They're up 10 with 213 to go. So it's almost like trying to hit a six-pointer because all the momentum is going the other way. And to have the chutzpah to shoot that shot and then to make it when your team is in the middle of a full-scale Chernobyl meltdown, Mm -hmm. that is really shows the mental toughness. It's psychologically impressive as much as it is physically impressive. It's a 10-1 run for UCLA to erase that deficit and claw back, and they did it in less than a minute. They did it less than 50 seconds. And there's another one seed that's in action tonight, and they're getting full strength, full Voltron at the right time, and it's a bad sign for Miami. This is Myron Medcalf, our ESPN college basketball reporter. This was on Fitz and Harry. He's talking about how tough of an out Houston is. I think Houston is a legit number one team. I mean, they're, they're old. They have experience. Marcus Sasser is back. Jamal Shedd is back, so they're, they're close to 100%. And they have Kelvin Sampson, who, you know, if you noticed anything from yesterday, coaching matters. What Jerome Tang did for Kansas State, obviously what Mark Few did at Gonzaga. So I think it's going to be a good matchup. If Houston can kind of pressure Miami and stop them from getting off early, hitting a bunch of threes, I think Houston will control the game. But they have problems with that against Memphis in the AAC tournament title game. So, Miami's going to try to get off to a fast start, but Houston just makes that very difficult. 
it's hard to play the way you want to play against Houston. Uh, but if Miami can pull that off, they'll have a chance. Again, that's Myra Medcalf. Here's the thing about, about Houston's run in the AAC. Remember, they lost Marcus Sasser. Sasser was down with that groin injury that looked awful, where he sort of yeah. did the splits. And yeah. it seems like, when I say they're getting full Voltron, Aaron, it seems like Sasser's healthy, and it seems like Shed is healthy, and that's a real problem for Miami. Well, l- listen, th- they need those guys healthy because I thought after their first round performance— um, they looked really suspect to me. Like maybe mm-hmm. they just were playing their worst at the most important time and they'd gotten some bad injury luck. They were able to fight through that game. And now it does feel like a week later they're in much better position. I think Miami, though, is a really dangerous team and a really streaky team with a coach that has pulled off upsets before who I really trust. I don't think that Samson has a coaching advantage in this game over Jim Laranega. And I think the seven and a half point line on this game, just Mm -hmm. to talk about things just through a gambling lens, I think that this is going to be a closer game than that. The team to me that's running away with things is Alabama looks like the best team in the country to me. And I know that's not breaking news to anybody. They have the highest rated NBA draft pick who played great in the round of 32 to get them to the Sweet 16. And I think San Diego State in this first First game here that tips off right at 630 is going to be in for a really long night against I team. I think the team that has the most talent. San Diego State, though, is that old. I said it yesterday. It's an old man strength team. You know, they roll. If we were talking hockey, just four lines. You know, they have bruisers who come in and they make you feel them. I, you know, Seth Greenberg said that they were kind of like uh Kind of like a in an intramural league in college. Like I don't know if NYU had had intramurals, but there was always that one grad school team that would yeah. play against like you and your buddies from your dorm, and you'd be playing against guys with like chest hair and mortgages, you know, and maybe bring like a car carrier because their kid had to come to they, the game. They were all balding and they all smelled yeah. bad because yeah. you know because they worked real jobs throughout the course of the day. They weren't <laughs> even in they weren't even in college anymore. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. What, what I think we're really seeing just as as another big trend in the tournament. You know, this tournament used to be dominated by the same guys just about every year. Jay Wright and Mike Krzyzewski. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tom Izzo was there, obviously, last night. Um, But Jim Beheim and Roy Williams. You know, all of those old school coaches now who totaled, like there were Sweet 16s or Elite 8s where you'd look around and be like, oh, we got 44 Final Fours here. Or, you know, and and you look last year, I mean, you, you had Krzyzewski and Jay Wright were in the Final Four last year against North Carolina and Mm -hmm. Bill Self. Mm -hmm. This year, think of the coaches, the the new faces. And college basketball, I think, has needed this. A little bit of new blood. It is Mark Few and Laranaga and Kelvin Sampson. um, But it's also Jerome Tang and some real new young blood, which I think the, the sport really needed at this stage of the game. It is exactly that. Is it's Aaron Goldhammer speaking of new blood and Randy Scott in for the guys on Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app on this Friday afternoon. It is it's it's refreshing to see new faces, new coaching styles. As you said, speaking about Jerome Tang, just how light and fun he seems in the heat of the moment. I love seeing Eric Musselman, uh, you know, go full McConaughey and and shed his shirt <laughs> uh, when the moment strikes. We've all been around that guy before, and we'd all play hard for that guy. There, yeah. if, speaking. Entirely. It's funny. It's funny. He had his shirt on last night, though, when they were getting smacked. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. the, the, the clothes stayed on for that game. That that absolutely was a, a, a come back to earth moment for an Arkansas team that had been playing above its skis, a, quite frankly, probably for a, a couple of rounds here. But they were getting right and they are athletic and they were just neutralized by what UConn can do. UConn, UConn seems to me like a like a boa constrictor, you know, but like a boa constrictor that'll bite your head off once they have you in its in its clutches. Just squeeze and squeeze and pressure and pressure and make so important each and every possession for you on the offensive end. And then once you go cold, which invariably you're gonna do in these yeah. absolute like cavernous, massive arenas Arena. that these schools are now yeah. used to. Like that's my concern for Princeton tonight. They're playing at the Yum Center in Louisville. Yeah. You know, now did they show? I think that's the biggest facility they've been in so far this year. In Princeton, <laughs> they don't play at uh, Madison Square Garden no, in the no. Ivy League. They're sharing a field house with a cross country team. You know, and right. and yeah. here they are taking yeah. on taking on Creighton, and that is so. You mentioned the point spread in the Alabama San Diego State game. That's about seven right now. Uh, Houston by seven and a half over Miami. But the biggest spread is yeah. a six seed Creighton, Creighton yeah. over Princeton. That's at ten. Yeah, and I, I if Princeton's able to pull that off, this would be the greatest Ivy League run, I think. I mean, I don't know, since Bill Bradley was at Princeton? No, like I was going to say since they founded Facebook Pretty, pretty soon yeah. here we're going to have to start interviewing all the Princeton alumni and politics <laughs> and in other things because the, the list of athletes goes about Bill Bradley long, and, that, and that's about it. You've gone to Princeton. I don't know. The Browns had a tight end, Seth DeValve, who I think went to Princeton. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, overall a great run for them, but I think likely with with all this time to prepare, you know, for the backdoor cuts and everything, I, I think it's going to come to an end at the hands of Creighton tonight. All right, the college basketball season is in the home stretch, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Brought to you by Wendy's Two for Six Bucks, the best deal in fast food. Lamar Jackson, to me, is a simple answer for the Patriots. Don't be surprised if you see the Colts make a run at Lamar Jackson because you look at a guy that they brought in as their head coach and Shane Steichen and what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts at quarterback position last year. And this would be a perfect move by Daniel Snyder to say to the rest of the owners, what, you know what? On my way out the door, I'm going to give this young man the big guaranteed contract. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott in for the guys. Let's welcome in ESPN senior NFL writer Jeremy Fowler with us. Fowler, you have spoken to the mysterious man of the moment as it pertains to the Lamar Jackson contract saga. Uh, you, you, you've been in touch with Ken Francis, the man that was the focus of the memo that the NFL sent to all 32 teams yesterday. Uh, what can you tell us about, about this ethereal, uh, you know, mythical figure here that has uh, entered himself into this Lamar Jackson contract situation. Yeah, so I spoke with Ken Francis on the phone, reached him, and he denied any involvement in speaking to teams on Lamar Jackson's behalf. Uh, sorry for the noise here. He, he says that he uh, that Jackson speaks for himself on football matters, that he has some people that advise him, but Ken Francis is only in business with Lamar for uh, portable uh, workout equipment. So that's what they have collaborated on, not – NFL contracts. So that's the word. I know some people with the league are skeptical of that. I think Ken Francis might have been involved uh, more so than let on. So, you know, it could lead to some sort of investigation, but right now it's status quo. Jeremy, are you surprised that Lamar, given the current state of affairs, hasn't just gone ahead and hired an agent? Yes and no. I, I'm mildly surprised, but 
there's precedent for players getting contracts on their own and good contracts. In fact, Bobby Wagner got a great deal a couple years back, three years, $54 million for a linebacker is great money. And there were a lot of good guarantees in there. Uh, Laramie Tunsil just did a bang up job on his new deal to be the highest paid left tackle in the league with high guarantees. So there is precedent. It's just, you know, Lamar came out and, and had great resolve in what he wanted, which is a full guarantee at, at a high, what appears to be a high number. So that's just too much for Baltimore to overcome. There was a gap that was inherently uh, unable to be bridged. And so now they're sort of back to square one. I know the Ravens are still hopeful, but there's a feeling uh, that Lamar, you know, is, is at least open to a fresh start elsewhere at this point. He's our ESPN senior NFL writer, Jeremy Fowler, with us on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, what sense did you get from the Lamar Jackson side of this as to their reaction to being the focus of this memo yesterday? Ken Francis or otherwise, the NFL sending that to all 32 teams. I don't know. What sort of message did Lamar Jackson side of things get from that? Well, the procedure of it, Randy, is that you have – the NFLPA, that if they believe uh, that there's some sort of tampering going on or that uh, a player without an agent is having somebody else negotiate for him, which is mm-hmm. against the rules, and they'll report that to the league, and the league will send out a memo. So uh, that's really as far as it's gone in that regard. The Ravens don't have any real involvement with that. And it sounds like, uh, well, what's unclear is what kind of involvement Jackson might have had and whoever did talk to teams. Um, as far as I know, Lamar Jackson himself has not spoken to teams. I don't know that. Uh, teams have called Lamar to negotiate a potential deal. I don't believe that's happened yet. Now, there's no real rush uh, because even leading up to the draft and after the draft, teams can still make an offer sheet to Lamar. So this has a lot to play out, and there's just there's no clarity on where he's going to end up right now. And uh, it, it's yeah, it, it's there. Everybody's sort of stuck in second gear. Most people, Jeremy, that you talk to, what do they think the big next step in this situation is going to be? Hmm. Well, really, just who's going to make a move on him? I mean, that, that's what everybody's waiting on, Aaron. It's, it's you know, everybody's looking, or a lot of teams I've talked to are looking at Indianapolis sitting at number four overall. If you feel like you can't get your guy there, then do you roll the dice with a head coach, Shane Steichen, who has done well with running quarterbacks? He saw with Jalen Hurts and his work with him in Philadelphia uh, could make for an intriguing pairing with a guy like Lamar. Uh, or do you have a wild card team? You know, when I talk to people around the league about potential fits. You know, they mentioned a team like Tennessee that could use maybe a new identity, a quarterback. Um, you know, it looks like Atlanta, even though they're a great fit on paper, it doesn't look like they're going that route. They're going to roll with Desmond Ritter and just kind of building a better team and roster around him. So there just aren't a lot of natural fits that could shake out. And, you know, some teams are skeptical that anyone will make an offer sheet because they know Baltimore would probably match it. So that, that's really the next step that has to happen is – is either Lamar going to call a team and try to work on a deal, or is a team going to call Lamar? Like, it, it, to my understanding, neither neither of those things have actually happened yet. All right, he's our ESPN senior NFL writer, Jeremy Fowler. Fowler, we appreciate it. Jay Bone, we appreciate the insight as always, bud. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Love getting a giggle out of Fowler on the way out the door. Uh, it, we're far from done with this Lamar Jackson song. Oh this God, is going to no. go longer than Aaron Rodgers. And I'm in the pool. Right, I've got, we got a little, we got a little pool going just for bragging rights, no money, but a little pool going that I think uh, you know Rogers doesn't get done till June, so buckle oh. in. Well, do do you think that Lamar plays another game as a Raven? Yes or no? I no, no, I don't. No, this this bridge wow. is burned. No, this is Dylan McKay. Let the bridges I burn light my way home. This thing's done.
No, I'm I'm of that I'm of that mindset. But it sounds like uh, you might be on the other side of it. We got we got some room. We got some room to explore that. We'll also talk about the Lakers and how they could be getting LeBron James back soon. But what will that return mean for a Lakers team that looks a little different than the one he left when he got hurt? It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Aaron and Randy and for the guys. All that is coming after Aaron tells you about FanDuel. Yeah, not just football, but basketball, Randy, is heating up, and there is no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, all you have to do is go to the website, FanDuel.com slash play to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Quickly, Davis at the block. Spins through two defenders. Puts it up. No. And jams his own miss. Anthony Davis is on another level. 17 for AD. That's ESPN Radio. It's Anthony Davis who's been carrying the torch here. With LeBron James out for the Lakers, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, represented by Progressive Insurance, Aaron Goldhammer at ESPN Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott here in uh, Bristol, Connecticut, and for the guys, and it's been nice that Los Angeles, I mean, it sounds crazy, Aaron, but it's nice that LA is able to rely on Anthony Davis. I feel like you haven't been able to say that for so much of his career there with the Lakers, but they've needed him as LeBron's been out, and they have climbed. They have moved uh, moved up certainly in the uh, in the Western Conference standings. Uh, they were in the ten spot yesterday in the West, and so much changes because it's it's just so tightly packed. packed. Yeah, they're in the nine yeah. spot right now. Just I think a tiebreaker has Half them over. The West has thirty seven losses right now. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. To look at the standings, it's incredible, and a team can go from sixth to twelfth in a bad week, and if you have a good week, you can go from twelve to sixth. If we were looking for an incendiary way to dive into this, to talk about the Lakers, we would say, is there a danger that LeBron's return, which could happen the last week of the season, would disrupt what the Lakers are doing? (laughs) Go ahead. Look, man, look, it's Austin Reeves' team, right? I mean, listen, (laughs) 
When we talk about the GOATs of all time, we talk about the greatest players in NBA history. Obviously, it's Jordan 1, it's Austin Reeves 2. So, you know, you got to really make way for Austin Reeves. Otherwise, you know, you're what. So this was Jay Williams. I want it. I want the full context of this. Randy, do you know, because I turned it on yeah. in the middle of the show and I hear him, him talking about LeBron clearing runway for Austin Reeves. Yeah. I, I said, wait a minute. I did a double take. This can't be one of the greatest players in college basketball history coming at me with this. <laughs> no, Jay. <laughs> Okay, all right. Austin Reeves has been on a heater. We can say that. He had 25 points the other night in the win over the Suns. It's one shy of what Anthony Davis did, or rather two shy of what Anthony Davis did for the Lakers. It's LeBron on a bad night, though. Yeah, I mean, yes. LeBron's scoring averages when he's been healthy have been obscene, but but give give some flowers to Austin Reeves. He's gone for 24, 16, 35, and 25. He's he's, he's played well, but Austin Reeves doesn't need to... You know, uh, like LeBron doesn't need to acclimate to Austin Reeves. Okay. When LeBron's ready to go, LeBron goes. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Let's hear from Jay Will. This is him on his own show, right? His name is in the acronym, KJM, and he's talking about LeBron's role when he comes back. You bring back LeBron, this team can get to the potentially to the Western Conference Finals. How do you bring back LeBron? Oh. The more I sit there and think about it, the more I think about when you bring back LeBron in this short period, how in the hell is Austin Reeves supposed to continue to play at this level. The ball's in Austin Reeves' hands a ton. Do you guys know the kind of lather, the kind of rhythm that you get when the ball's in your hand? You increase the amount of possessions, the volume of possessions. I feel way more comfortable with The Rock now. When LeBron comes back, and Austin Reeves has been balling. D'Lo has been balling, right? But now you bring LeBron James back, are you going to play LeBron James off the ball? I, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing to me that the construct is... Somehow LeBron has to adjust to these Lakers and not these Lakers adjusting Listen, to the man. most iconic player on the planet. Austin Reeves is going to pull LeBron aside and be like, hey, listen, King, get out of the way. This is Austin Reeves' team now. It's Austin Reeves' time. Sincerely, Austin Reeves. And LeBron's like, you know what, Austin? I may be the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA, but you're right. I got to stay in street clothes because our crappy under 500 record is at stake. They could go to the Western Conference Finals. Jay, stop. Stop. That, that too, he said it so quickly, so under his breath. No. So matter-of-fact. They, 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 they could get eliminated in the play-in tournament or not even make the play-in tournament there's no i know the west is a little topsy-turvy but there's no world in which the lakers a are going to stay healthy and b have any chance of going to the western conference finals they've been an under 500 team all year who you are in october november december january to think that this team is going to flip the switch they made some nice moves palinka made you know getting vanderbilt and d'angelo russell those are nice moves the, the Warriors are the team that could make the run out of nowhere here, not the Lakers. The Lakers, if they want a playoff series, I would – we come on at 9 in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Mark this down. Record this, Randy. Let's go. If if the, the KJ and M goes till 10, I'll let them take it till 10 one day in Cleveland <laughs> if the Lakers win a playoff series. It's not happening. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Before you sign up to lose 25% – of your job on a morning, would you really like? What would you bet on Denver? Let's say, let's say LA can climb into the sixth spot. They're out of the play-in, you know, mess. They're out of that forest, and they play Denver in the one-six. Wait, wait. So it's the or no? How the, does they that would play work, the then? three? They would play the three seed. They play Sacramento. 
Yeah. Right, so the the play-in tournament is 7-8 for the okay, 7 okay. seed, and then the loser of that game plays the 9-10 winner for the 8 seed. So would you bet this on Sacramento to beat a fully healthy yes, Lakers yes. team? The Sacramento would mop the floor with a fully healthy Lakers team. And you say that the Warriors are the ones who can make a run. You realize they have to play away from San Francisco at some point. Yeah, but I they have four rings to their names recently with the team that they have. And if they got everybody healthy and they got Wiggins back, the Warriors might be the favorites in the West. Yeah, the Wiggins situation is interesting. The Lakers just haven't been good for years. The bubble ended a long time ago. We have vaccines now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, think about it. This has been a long time here that this is that the Lakers haven't been good and they're not good and they haven't been good all season. And I can't count on. I mean, even if LeBron comes back, he's going to be limping around on that foot. And he even he knows their window to win the West or go on a run. It's mm-hmm. just it's not happening. It's not they're not going up against the Eastern Conference in 2018. Like, this is... There's some good teams in the West. There's some MVP candidates they'd have to go through in the West. Yeah. Zach, Memphis, Phoenix, KD, Jokic. There's something about them, though. There's something that just still scares me. You know, they're... Michael Myers has got to be pushed down a flight of stairs into a vat of lava. You know, like you just have to, you have to kill them until they're dead. You know, which is Redu- redundant, it, it, but I, I don't know. I fear them still. I still do. Th- they're a know. much better talk show topic than they are a team. That and, Get out of and here with the Lakers making a run. Goodness for that. That's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Randy Scott. We're less than a week away from MLB's opening day, and we got news today, confirmation that there will be a lot of star power on display. We'll explain that on Canty and Carlin on ESPN. Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Oh, freaking vibes aplenty on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, by asking your uh, smart speaker as well to play ESPN Radio. 888-729-3776 is the phone number. He is Aaron Goldhammer there at ESPN Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott here at uh, at ESPN Bristol. The baseball season, Major League Baseball season underway in less than a week's time. I feel like this kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. Uh, MLB on ESPN Radio returns Thursday, March 30th. White Sox against the defending champion and Jose Altuve-less Houston Astros. That's at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know. Maybe I'm dialed into the tournament. Like You you put it so well, Hammer. Like You dial in to football through February, and then suddenly yep. it's basketball time. you got to ratchet up for the tournament, and then baseball's coming. 
Yeah. And, you know, some would say like March is one of the best months. And I agree for sports over the course of the whole year. But there's so much new in baseball. Like I'm less excited to see certain players. What's crazy about this year is I'm most excited to watch all these games with the pitch clock and to see how it's and and the no shift and all of the and to see how it's going to revolutionize a sport that I used to love growing up. But my interest, if I'm being completely honest, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of Americans in our generation, I'm 40. So are you like we grew up with baseball and big stars and Ken Griffey Jr. and Frank Thomas and all those. My interest in baseball has waned a little bit over the years, in part Mm -hmm. because the games just take so long. So I'm really excited for this season, actually, to see how the pitch clock and everything changes the dynamic. Well, speaking of pitches and pitch clock and rule changes and and, and pitchers proper, Major League Baseball announcing uh, and actually asking their teams to announce their opening day starters today. It's uh, part of an effort by the league to drum up interests, right? The first game of what will be, for the reasons you outlined, uh, a transformative season, right? That does include the pitch clock. And I see some of these names and I'm wondering how best to attack this with you because you were sort of you're sort of like I'm plugged in but not super plugged in so do you yeah. want do you want to so go to, to, like let's, names let's and start teams? with some of the let's start with some of the big names I think it's worth resetting like that some yeah. of the big time pitchers in baseball did you remember Jacob deGrom a is healthy and b he is pitching for the Texas Rangers so this I year. I remembered the team I did not legitimately. This is not a knock. I didn't know he was healthy. I, I did not know that. I yeah. assumed because I mean, my, there was a I setback. Just assume, yeah. I just assume that he's not healthy based on his history. <laughs> when he's healthy, he's the greatest show in the sport. But when he's healthy, is feels like he's like thirty percent of the time, and he can't be counted on. So look, if I was the Rangers, I'd be really tempering what. Yeah, I know you paid a lot of money to get DeGrom in free agency, but I'd be tempering sort of my expectations for what he's going to deliver in March and April. I think Shane Bieber is one of, and I'm biased, I mean, I'm in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think Shane Bieber is one of the best pitchers in the game. Unique here, though, our producer Stosh put up on the board that Shane Bieber pitches for a baseball team that doesn't exist. The Indians, no, oh, the yeah. name of the team is, let's get it right, yep. it's the second season, the Cleveland Guardians the Cleveland. have Shane Bieber starting on opening day. And I think they've got one of the better teams in the American League and could compete for the pennant this year. All right, the, so in my defense, I'm just going to yes. say this. First of all, copy and paste is not my friend, and that's where I'm going with this. Oh, okay, copied, you got this from somewhere. I'm not going to say who because I honestly don't remember where, but that, I copy and pasted this list off a website. Uh, so this was not – yes, I should not. I should have saw, saw this and I changed it, it but uh, this was not my mistake. That's all right. Please, now, Please be more sensitive. That team is no longer in existence, and we are the Guardians. Thank you. Why don't we do this? Why don't I say that – so it's going to be the Guardians at the Mariners on opening day. Okay. Who is the opening day starter oh for the Seattle God. Mariners? I should know. Is it Robbie Ray is a pitcher for the Mariners? Robbie Ray now pitches for the Blue Jays. And no. uh, so it is Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo. Oh, I should have known that. He was good start. last year. Yeah. I know they have J-Rod. They've got uh, Julio Rodriguez, one of the best young players in the game, was the MVP last year. All right. So Zach Greinke is one of the uh, Cy Young Award winners who's getting opening day nod. Uh, and he is pitching back for the Royals again. And he is facing the Twins. Who's the opening day starter for the Minnesota oh my Twins? Oh, God. The Minnesota Twins. 
I would uh, not have gotten this. I freely raise my hand in the air and say this is not something they are starting Jack Morris on opening (laughs) day. (laughs) They are starting Pablo Lopez, who's making his first opening. No chance. Yes. That's our division. Because, again, I'm here in Cleveland and I spend most of my time around the Guardians. I don't know that I could have picked Pablo Lopez out of a lineup. No. All right. I got to get one of these. Let's go. I'm going to rally. He could fall through the ceiling right now and be like, someone, please help that unnamed man. Uh, uh, back you're, on you're his the one feet. who's got to narrate all these highlights all the time, Randy. You got to know this stuff. This is helpful. Robbie Ray is in Seattle. I was wrong. He's in Seattle. Okay. All right. I you're got right. it right. You're right. Yes. Segment's gone to crap. Yes. <laughs> no, really, we're dialed in. We're locked in. We're really okay. We're showing just how deep our baseball knowledge goes here. Pre-show, pre, there's just a ton of movement. We're getting locked back in. We're dialing in. Pre-show, I was like, hey, who's Corey Kluber is making an opening day start? For whom is he starting? And you nailed it. Yes, the Boston Red Sox. That I mean, look, yes. he was here, and I also know Chris Sale, like always, is unavailable for the Red Sox on opening day. Yeah. Boy, how far the Red Sox have fallen that the best they can do is a washed-up Corey Kluber is their opening day starter, and they have mm. no Xander Bogarts, and Mookie is still in L.A. Like, no wonder their fan base is angry. <laughs> do you remember how he did for Cleveland in, in five straight opening day starts? For you guys? Five straight opening. From 2015 to 2019. Probably pitched pretty well in the five straight opening day starts. I would say the the, the, the Indians at the time. Yes. Won all five. 0 and 4 with a 4.01 ERA. Yeah, I don't remember that. In those games. Now he's going against Baltimore. Who is the opening day starter for Baltimore? All right, I got this. The opening day starter for the Baltimore Orioles is. Dave McNally. No, I have no idea. <laughs> it's actually uh, James Palmer. No, it's um, it's Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson's going to make his first. Kyle start. Gibson? Yes. Is he Kirk Gibson's kid? I, don't I thought think the Orioles so. were supposed to be good. They have that Adley. Uh, Adley Rutschman. Yeah. Adley Rutschman, right. who's their catch. He's good. I'm that guy can play. I'm going to get you one. This is a layup. All right, Mets and Marlins. If you can right. name either of the opening day starters, okay. The, for the, the Mets, Mets are starting match. Mets are starting Max Scherzer. Correct. Has to be on opening day. Correct. And Opposite. The Marlins are starting Levon Hernandez. No, I don't know who. <laughs> Sandy who is- Alcantara. It's all the same joke. It's me <laughs> it going is. back to the Aaron Goldhammer, ESPN Randy radio. Scott, continuing yes. on, and Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.